0: Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Thursday, February 28th, and we're dropping an extra bonus episode. Why? You may have heard that the company GameStop, you know, that retailer that you probably assumed was already out of business, was uh, in the news in a big way. Here's what is going on. GameStop just experienced in one day a uh, 135% increase. And no, it's not being taken over. And um, in fact, if you look at this company uh, over the last one year, it's up almost 7,000%. Why does that happen? Because something weird is going on in the marketplace. And I'm lucky because I do a lot of interviews all day long. And this was with one of my favorite anchors out in St. Louis, Mark Reardon on KMOX Radio. And I think we kind of hit the big picture look at what happened and why GameStop is in the news. You're going to read about this in the next couple of days. Don't go chasing after it, but just know that there is a lot to take in around short selling and short squeezes. And you're going to hear about it with AMC. You're going to hear about it with other companies. You're going to know what it's all about. You can explain it to your friends over the weekend. So, here is my interview with Mark Reardon about GameStop. I love this story about GameStop and Michael Burry
1: and everything that's going on, but here's the deal. I don't understand one lick of it, so that's why I go to you, Jill. I I honestly got it. These are the types of things that make my brain hurt, and I have no idea what's going on, but it seems kind of fun, cool, dangerous, all of these things at the same time. Okay. Okay.
0: Why do we care about this? Let's start with that. You know, honestly, a bunch of rich guys losing money is not actually that interesting. But the, the kernel of it that's quite interesting is that it appears that smaller investors kind of push this to happen. Here's what goes on normally in the marketplace. There are people who just buy stock and, you know, they plop, you know, again, through a mutual fund, that's one thing. But these are people, they're buying individual stocks, right? They think the company's going to do well. They put their money down. They buy the stock. But there are other people who say, I'm going to sell the stock. And some of those people don't actually start with the position. They actually just think the stock is overvalued. So maybe you were really smart and you said in 1999, pets.com looks like a house of mirrors. This is no company. I'm going to sell it short, which essentially means you're betting on the company to go down in value. If you're right, if the company goes down in value, it's great. You make money. If the company keeps going higher, then you're in trouble because you've got to catch up. And you're, the company that's making the trade for you, the investment house, is going to say, hey, you're losing money. Put more money into the account. Deposit more money. It's our collateral. So that's a short seller. What happened with GameStop is that there were some known short sellers in the marketplace. Why? Because this is a retailer that's on its last legs and COVID only accelerated that. And there's a bunch of people who took bets against it. Do I have to go into Reddit? Do you folks know who what Reddit is or not? You yeah, the yeah, I think Primer? people... Sure, just a
1: little bit. I don't I don't know that everyone uses Reddit as, as much as some people think they do. But yeah, go ahead.
0: All right. So Reddit, just think of it as like a community. Like it, it's almost like you're doing a chat with tons of people. And it's usually around a specific topic, a subreddit. And there is a specific topic of some people who talk about trades. And so in this one Reddit, this subreddit, there was a conversation about, hey, there's all these nasty people who are making big, short bets against the, you know, some, beloved companies like oh my god like GameStop we love GameStop mm-hmm. and so what if we all just buy a little bit of GameStop stock the stock will start to go up right and what's going to happen to the short sellers they're going to start to feel some pain they said oh I, you know I bought it at 10 I wanted it to go to five. And if all of a sudden it's at 10 and it's at 15, they've lost $5 on the trade and they're in trouble. So the stock goes up, the stock goes up. And then all of a sudden the short sellers, they had to throw in the towel. They started buying the shares back that they had shorted and it even pushed it higher. So what we have seen is essentially a $2 billion company, GameStop, turn into a $10 billion company in two weeks because these little investors push the stock higher, force the short sellers to cover their positions, to buy those positions back, and lose a bunch of money. That's essentially the whole story. Did I do it pretty well?
1: I think so, but I still have no idea what's happening here. But let me follow up with a couple of pointed questions. Then still. it wasn't very so good job, was it? <laughs> No, no, I kind of get it, but it is confusing. But let me let me kind of work through it a little bit more. Michael Burry is the guy that was basically played by Christian Bale in The Big Short. Is that true? Correct. Okay, so he's one of the guys that starts buying some of the GameStop stock, and he sends. This is where I need some explanation. Mm-hmm. Burry called for the company. He writes a letter, right? He says it's a a sharply worded letter. Burry called for the company to exhaust its $300 million buyback authorization. At the time of his letter, the market cap was $300 million. Now, when he's asking for them to exhaust that buyback, what does that mean exactly?
0: So it means that they can go. if, If you are an investor and you think the shares are undervalued, you say to the company, don't send dividends out to individual shareholders. Use the money that you have on hand to buy the stock. The stock is undervalued. That's what okay. that means. All right. So then
1: you got the Reddit folks, right? And they're like, yeah, let's let's do this and let's buy the stock. If Let's say that I'm one of those people. And mm-hmm. how, how much money are people spending? And then at a certain point, and this is where we get to the follow-up questions, where does this become – just like fake and bubble like if you will and and how much of this is real and is there danger here and what's happening
0: Do you know why I love you because you just play right <laughs> into this thing I'm I'm literally <laughs> writing my blog post for the weekend so that I can talk to Debbie on Monday about this and I the title of the article is going to be called Is Irrational Exuberance Back So there you go. What you're right so what you're asking is like this all feels like kabuki theater right <laughs> Someone thinks the stock is worth zero. Some other people think the stock is worth 10. Who cares? And all that's happened is that, you know, we're moving money between one rich person and some less wealthy people, but obviously wealthy people. Because, you know, the 10 million people who are out of work and are worried about how they're feeding themselves don't really care about this story. So I get that. But what is interesting about this is what you ask is, you know, at what point is this sort of a gamification of investing? And that has been something that has really started to alarm some regulators. So if you look at an app like Robinhood, it does look like it's almost like a gambling app, but it's an investing app. And when you think about a crowd coming together and saying, yeah, let's like beat up on this guy. Uh, Let's go out and buy the shares. It's all well and good. I'll tell you what, if I had made a bunch of money on this stock, I'd be doing something very different. I'd be saying, oh, okay, this has been fascinating. Goodbye, I'm selling and I'm going to donate a third of what I made to charity. I'm going to pay the tax on the money that I owe and I'll keep the rest and put it in my real investment. So yes, this could be a sign of just a lot of fast money floating around the marketplace. And when... Alan Greenspan talked about irrational exuberance in 1996. He was saying, "Hey, the stock market's getting frothy." Don't forget, the stock market kept going up for another four or five years, so it's so hard to say if this is it.
1: W- when I when I, I'm looking at a a piece from Forbes, and one of the lines is, "As GameStop's valuation has skyrocketed to 14 billion, making some retail traders millionaires, it's been at the expense of some successful funds." So on the one hand, the hedge funds are getting hurt. And the guys that are millionaires, are they really millionaires? Because in order to be millionaires, you got to sell the stock or make sure the stock stays high,
0: right? Sure, right. I mean, first of all, I very much doubt that the vast majority of people who are on that subreddit are millionaires, right? <laughs> are so millionaires, let's be clear, right, right. right? You know, right. come on. So let's just say that you made a bunch of money. Let's say that you bought the stock four days ago and it's now up 150%. You on paper look like you're a winner, but you're right. You're only a winner once you've executed the sell side of the transaction. And by the way, it's the same thing with a short seller. If you remember in the movie The Big Short, if you've read the book, that Barry was wrong for a really long time and he was hurting. He was losing money on his bet against the subprime market, okay? And that is something that's important because I fear that some of the people doing this, not everyone, but some of the people just think it's fun and it's a game and it is fine, it is a game, right? As long as you have the money that you can lose. If you're taking the last $3,000 you have in your emergency reserve account and using it to buy GameStop stock, you're ding-dong. You're asking for a problem. If you're taking $3,000 out of your $50,000 investment account, that's kind of your fund money account, and you can afford to lose that money, then go ahead, do it. When it comes to the hedge funds taking big hits,
1: though, how does that affect everybody else?
0: Not at all. It's ridiculous. Okay. Who are they're, they're just people okay. who have a lot all of right. money, and they can lose the money. And by the way, hedge all funds right. are usually accredited investors, which means they're supposed to be sophisticated, have a certain amount of assets and a certain income. So, you know you know, too bad on them. Everyone takes a bet in this world, right? Especially in the markets. If one person says, I think it's a long bet, the other one says it's a short bet. Do you remember the story about um, Herbal Life? Do you remember, that, this, remember the supplement? Ah, uh, two- refresh my memory. I don't know. Okay. So there's the Herbal Life was this crazy supplement that looked like a, p- a pyramid scheme, okay, from the outside. Two huge billionaires had a big bet on the table. There's a guy named Bill Ackman who basically shorted the stock and went out there and said, this is a short, this is a sham, this is a pyramid scheme, it's nothing. Carl Icahn came back and said, I don't think so. Now, when it was two billionaires fighting about it, it didn't matter. Who cares? One won, one lost. By the way, Ackman lost on this one. They lost a lot of money, like over a billion dollars, by the way. That said, what's interesting about this to me, these are more, uh, it's a bit more focused on smaller investors. And the only reason this can happen is that investing for the small guy, you and me, has gotten basically so cheap that we can actually move markets. But I do, again, I have a fear that when I start to hear from a lot of people about what do you think about AMC, because this is now going into other companies where they have been, their big short positions. And yeah, so you,
1: you just stole my next question oh, because darn I, see, it, I was doing the show and I saw what, they were up like 300% today. So explain
0: that yeah. to me. AMC's up 300%. So- all that people were doing was saying, where else are there sizable short positions out in the universe? And that is, f- that is publicly disclosed, okay? So I can find out and say the open short positions. I know this is a little technical, but essentially when you short a stock, you go to your investment house. So let me just, I'm going to just like use a name, right? You go mm-hmm. to XYZ firm, which is like a big right. money management firm. And you say, I want to I bet against AMC. And the way you do that is you borrow the stock, you borrow the 100 shares of stock from XYZ firm, and then you sell it in the marketplace. You have to make sure that you owe the money back to a XYZ firm at the price you borrowed it. So you're happy because, look, if you borrow it at 10 and it goes to 5, you'll buy it back at 5, you'll be happy. I made my money back here. Take your shares back. So that process of borrowing um, <laughs> also called in fun terms, hypothecation, is really what is like the leverage in this in this uh, deal, which is you have to go get the shares from a company. And then if the position moves against you, they're going to say, hey, you haven't given us the shares back, but it looks like you're losing a lot of money. So could you give us another uh, X bunch of money to hang in the account, just so we know you're good for it. And that's called a margin call. Okay, that was it for our bonus episode. Thanks for listening. You know, every so often we like to break format just because it's fun. All right, if you've got a financial question, don't forget, send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com. And we're right back in your feed tomorrow just with one podcast though. So as always, I can't help it even on a bonus episode, wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain your physical distancing and do something nice for someone today. Okay, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening.